Hi, and welcome to 20 Minute Marketing. As always, I hope things are going well, and thank you for listening to the show. Most of us have been working remotely for a few weeks now, and while it's presented challenges in a few different ways, it's given me a really good opportunity to record a bunch of episodes for the show that are coming out. So keep an eye out for them, as we have some exciting topics that range from branded games to public speaking and lots of different variations, so it'll be a nice change given recent topics. With that being said, let's get started with today's episode, and it's really unique because we're going to be talking about a specific industry for the first time on the show. Sometimes we've talked about channels and topics and things like that, but this time we're really diving down onto onto one industry. Our guest, Rebecca Martin, is a content strategist in the travel industry, which is a really huge industry, obviously, and it comes at a great time with recent trends and topics. So hi, Rebecca. How are you today? I am good, thank you. Working from home, like many. Yeah, settling into the groove now. That's great to hear. I know it takes a bit of an adjustment. Could you spend a couple of minutes telling us about yourself? Yeah, sure. So I am a, as you say, a content strategist. I have all sorts of different titles, as you often tend to. We won't get into the content or copy conversation. So I'm a content strategist and I specialise really in travel. So it's quite a nice area to specialise in. Everyone loves holidays, especially right now. I think that's all a lot of us can think about. I work for a company called Bowls Over Cruise Club and I'm the communications manager and editor there. Been there about six years and love it. It's awesome. And that's obviously very cruise specific. And on top of that, I'm launching a um, content agency called Sable and Saunter. Um, and again, that is focused specifically on travel brands and, and their content requirements. So, yeah, very focused on travel and I love it. It's fab. Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, everyone is is really desperate for a holiday right now. So hopefully when things get better, we'll all be able to to go on our jollies and get off. And while I know you're going to be focusing on travel, I'm sure there'll be lots of info and insights that you'll be able to share with us that anyone in any of the businesses can implement in their own content strategy, regardless of industry. So stay tuned with us and we'll dive right in. So I'm just going to start off the chat with a few generic questions on the travel industry, and then we'll move on to more specific questions on content strategy and and content planning and things like that. So we all know that the travel industry is extremely competitive, but what are your general thoughts on how brands can be successful in in the travel industry? So I think we're all about experiences these days. I think the idea of just pitching up at the side of a pool for your all-inclusive food and drinks and not moving for a week or for two weeks, I think those times have sort of been and gone. I really do think nowadays we want travel that makes us see things differently and just experience things that are different to our norm. And I think to that end, travel brands that are successful are doing so by offering people an opportunity to see things differently and they're promoting what they can do that others can't do. And also I think elements of the destinations that they're in and what makes the destination special. I think it's less about what you do as a company and more about what you can show the customer on their holidays and when they travel. And I also think that the main thing that makes travel brands really successful is just remembering that the destination is everything. Just never forget that's the main point in travel marketing is the destination, whether that's the the hotel or whether that's an actual place, whether that's a city, 
the destination is the focus and that's what you've got to keep that in mind all the way through. And do you think that it's a, a really hard industry to crack? Because I know that most of the big airlines have loyalty systems and I've been using the same one now for like four or five years. And I've been able to build up points to pay for flights. And then mm. you have sites like booking.com with the Genius membership. So for me, it would take quite a good offer or something unique to encourage me to change my booking process and where I look for, for getaways and, and holidays. So I'd say that it is undeniably difficult travel is a really saturated market and just increasingly so um, and I do think that while point schemes and discounting have always won out and probably always will to an extent I do think that this whole coronavirus situation will see people come to value expertise again and really focus on service and how a company can stand out by offering that service I think that will become more important than ever and I think as far as attracting new customers while it's difficult, I think if you know your market, really niche down on who your customer is, what they love, how they live, once you've got that nailed down, it's easy to tailor your content to suit. And I think then in turn, attracting your customers just becomes much easier without needing the points and offers and things. Let's just turn our attention now to content marketing, because I know that that can overlap for anyone that's listening. What role do you think that content marketing does play in the travel industry? Oh, God, I think it's so, so important. If you're a travel brand and you're not giving content marketing your role, then it really is such a missed opportunity. Marketing travel is all about making someone want to go somewhere. And while you can do that with deals from a very pragmatic point of view, it's the content and reading about a place that sparks that, I hate this word, but sparks the wanderlust, the feeling of, God, I've got to go there if it kills me. And I almost think content can switch sell way before people even get through to a sales team. So I think those stories and sparking your imagination are just really important in, in marketing travel. And I don't think really you can overlook them. How important is it to have a content plan? In a minute, I'll just come on to a few questions like um, strategy in terms of post and frequency and things like that. But just on a top level, how important is the plan itself? Um, I think it's important to have some semblance of a plan just so you're proactive and you're capitalising on trends. You can see sort of where customers are talking about wanting to go before they even realise you're watching to sound a little bit you. And this gives you a really good idea of what you need to be getting out there in your plan. But I also think there's so much going on that you need to be a little bit reactive and leave some space in it for being adaptable and reading the market. And as far as social media, I think content plans from that aspect, they're really important. Just so you're making sure that you are getting the content marketing out there, that you're sharing your blogs and you're putting it in front of people and that you've actually got more of a plan to do that. And then do you have any strategy behind how frequently you post or uh, what channels you're posting on or what time to post and things like that? To be honest, with Balls Over, at least we post really flexibly. So we operate in every sort of approach really flexibly we aim for say two or three blogs a week to be sort of created and shared but that really varies we have into the blue which is our bi-monthly magazine and while that's in creation a lot of the other content content creation kind of falls by the wayside and that takes priority because it's such a big product to create so I think it we're quite flexible but to be honest that's worked really well because it just gives you that autonomy to just see something that's sort of trending and think, right, let's jump on that and get some content out there on that. Yeah, of course. And then the big thing with travel to your advantage is that 
you get to post images and videos and, and different interactive ways of sharing locations yeah. and, and things like that. So are there any specific channels or types of content that you've been gaining success from recently? Um, I think it's entirely dependent on your niche. Cruise is a much older demographic and it was literally made for Facebook. We've got by far the most engaged audience on there. On the other hand, with Sable and Saunter, we tend to look more towards Instagram because we're working with brands whose demographics spend their time on there. And also with Instagram, there's more opportunity to get sort of the aesthetic elements of an amazing hotel or an incredible eco surf resort. It's much easier to get that across with, like you say, the amazing imagery. And getting your brand sort of message right is as much about the aesthetic as it is about the content. Sort of go hand in hand. And I'd say Instagram and Facebook certainly perform best for us there. You touched on earlier um, about your Into the Blue magazine and it's kind of nostalgic for brands to send out printed magazines and direct mail these days so I was really interested when I saw that part of your rule is to send out these bi-monthly magazines to over 100,000 people which is a, a, an incredibly high number. How do you find writing and sending direct mail when probably most people aren't doing that form of marketing anymore? I actually think there's a real yearning for having something in your hands again. We've all started putting our Kindles down and going back to books because we're just a little bit sick of staring at screens. A couple of years ago, travel agents trialed getting rid of paper brochures and it just didn't work. When clients are spending their hard-earned cash on that one big holiday of a year, they kind of want something material to pour over. And as far as direct marketing goes, travel just transpires really well in print. The images pop and the stories just seem to sink in better. So I actually think it's an avenue that maybe more people should consider. There's always people who say, oh, print is a dying breed. But we've seen with Into the Blue that people really like having the editorial alongside the deals. And while you've got that being bombarded all day, every day on screen, there's something nice about getting it and actually having something in your hand that you can read through, throw on the coffee table and then go back to. And it, it works really well for us. And I do think print is a, is a channel that people tend to sort of overlook these days and it performs really well. Yeah, I really like that example you gave about wanting to, to hold something when you're spending quite a lot of money on, on a product. I'm just going to move on to one more question that's entirely related to content and specifically travel, which I find quite interesting because there are thousands of holiday destinations, thousands of cities, hundreds of thousands of, of vacation spots that you could go to so so how do you find a balance so that you're able to showcase the locations that you serve but you aren't overwhelming people with too many different options i think the options are endless as you say and if you love travel you're like a kid in a sweet shop but i think as far as showcasing without overwhelming again it comes down to knowing your customer and your niche and just choosing your destinations accordingly so focus on a destination that you know they'll love then dig deeper into the different sides of it. So Barcelona, for example, is all things to all people. Um, there's art for the culture vultures. There's amazing cuisine for foodies, awesome nightlife if you like to get a bit wild. But then there's a, a really nice sort of gothic quarter that just makes you feel like you've been transported back in time. It's not so much a go here or here or actually here's really nice. It's more about seeing where people are talking about and then having that knowledge to be able to say, oh, yeah, we know Barcelona. Here are these reasons why you should go there that might actually make you see it in a new light and also have something 
that you already know you love about a place I think it's really niching down and not trying to cover everything because you like you say there are too many destinations and you can't talk about everywhere so talk about the places that you do know but do it really well that could be resembled back to to most businesses as well in that whether you're a b2b company or or a retailer or something like that you don't have to showcase all of your products or features just show the ones that are most appropriate to the person that's looking yeah definitely I think that's um, I think that's a good approach. Whatever industry you're in, really, is just know what you do well and what is relevant to who you're trying to talk to, and that might change depending who it is. But yeah, just just go with what you're talking about that you know that you know is right for that person. So, what kind of tactic do you use to ensure that you're getting your content in front of the right people? I think it's all about thinking outside the box a little bit. So everyone knows Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest is really good, especially for travel. But I think reconsider your stance on print marketing. If you're a hotel brand, say with four locations and you're not putting some gorgeous imagery and content about the other three locations in front of somebody who's already staying with you, you're just really missing out. So I think think cross brand and cross channel. And then email newsletters work really well at the minute. I also think maybe think about PR. It's something that scares a lot of smaller businesses and brands, but it's just not all sort of schmoozing and rubbing shoulders and knowing the right people. There is a lot of scope out there for smaller setups to get coverage in really big places. Travel editors are always looking for new places to share and new stories to put in front of audiences. So it's just worth shouting about what your travel brand does and getting that down in a press release, which is I mean, you can outsource it. It can be quite expensive, but you can outsource it or you can do it in-house. It's not as difficult as people think it is, but it, it gets good results. Yeah, and you can always start small and see what happens. Definitely. I think starting small and just sending, even if you send a press release a month or a couple, I think it just gets it gets to be easier and you, you sort of remove that barrier of convincing yourself that it's hard work and you're putting things out into the ether never to hear anything back people are more receptive than I think what a, tra- a lot of generally brands think they're going to be in PR they need stories so they're pretty open and then I think one challenge for a lot of marketers and in content is finding new content to write about and talk about and in travel obviously that can be a little bit easier than others when it's maybe software related So are there any places that you look for inspiration when you're in the early stages of creating content that might help other people? I'm obsessed with travel and I sort of find the inspiration for travel content in everything. It's probably, like you say, an easier thing to sort of find that inspiration for. So books, if I'm reading a book, it'll probably be travel themed. Magazines, I don't think you can sort of read enough if you're a content creator, whether that is fact, fiction, magazines, newspapers. Also documentaries. My Netflix is a little bit embarrassing as far as the last watched goes lots of travel documentaries tales by light is a favorite embarrassingly and aside from that i think a lot of it is just following those travel writers editors photographers on instagram and twitter just reading lots of travel focused stuff and like you say looking at awesome photography can really sort of get some ideas flowing yeah i really like that 
been fully invested in the sort of content and topic that you are in or working for or, or whatever it is that you're writing content yeah. for then subliminally without knowing you're probably sparking up ideas whether it's related to food and travel or combining different things together if you've always got sort of one eye on what is going on in your industry then automatically you're without even really realizing you know more about it than many so like you say i do think immersing yourself in it and just really enjoying what you do as well i love travel so i obviously naturally love writing about it and marketing it so yeah it's just having that focus and then we're just going to finish off this main section with a couple of final questions i know that my last two episodes were both covid19 related so i didn't want to have another episode that was entirely dedicated to it just because it's everywhere that we look right now with that being said the travel industry is going to be impacted so much with hotels closed flights and cruises cancelled and a knock-on effect to maybe transportation companies and restaurants by the coast and things like that. So there's going to be a huge impact. So so how has this impacted your short-term strategy? Yeah, it's had just a massive impact on travel, and I think that'll continue for a while. Dealing with it has really impacted our short-term strategy in the way that we're kind of switching to marketing with no deals focus. Um, instead, it's just really reassuring messaging that we're going out with at the minute. Um, I don't think this is the time to continue as normal. It'd be a little bit crass to send out marketing sort of as if nothing was happening. So while we're sort of focusing on content that acknowledges what's going on while still having that travel focus. So sure, you can't leave the house, but here are some ways that you can indulge a love of travel from home. We're repurposing destination guides with a focus on them serving as inspiration for future trips. And we're just keeping a really laid back approach to both the content that we've got on the website and also what we're putting out on our social media. Just to sort of say, I think the beauty of this whole mess is that we're all in it together. And I think it's just so important that travel brands act like they're human in all this too. And I'm really liking those brands that are going out and just openly sharing their disappointment at having to cancel people's holidays. So I think that's really important. Yeah, I think when you mentioned as well, the human side of it, for anyone who's had a holiday and brands offered a full refund or full flexibility, yeah. it's shown great customer service and it's shown, like I know, that I was affected with a holiday and I'll use the same company again because they were so flexible and, and easy and understandable. Yeah, I think this will be something that really builds loyalty because people don't forget the sort of that company that you ring and they say, oh, well, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do. Like if you work in travel, you sort of do it because you love travel and you love letting other people travel. So I think this will we'll see sort of some some newfound focus on the importance of a good travel agent or the importance of those good travel brands who have been really there for, for people using them and for people having to cancel. For the last part of the podcast, I'll be spending a few minutes just asking Rebecca a couple of questions that focus on her career. Nothing too serious, just something that I like to finish off with. So do you have any memorable stories from when you first started out in your marketing career that you could share with us? Oh, God, I do. So part of my job involves obviously visiting new cruise ships in shipyards um, with press teams and agents. And it's a really good opportunity to get some fab content. And it's awesome. Um, but my first trip probably six years ago was the I mean, I, the first one I'd ever done. I was entirely unprepared, nervous as hell. So I wore heels and... Um, 
I ended up, they have these grates between the ships so you can walk across from one to the other and they're kind of like cattle grids. So I negotiated this cattle grid, managed to break a heel in the process, tried to style it out, but long story short, I ended up over the shoulder of a Dutch shipbuilder while another one tried to fix my shoe with a nail gun and eventually had to go to dinner with some pretty senior people in sort of UK press and Dutch shipbuilding at a Michelin-starred restaurant with my heel masking taped to my shoe. So the things that, <laughs> that we do for content, <laughs> no, no bounds. I think that might be one of my favourite answers so far. <laughs> and I'll just ask another. So if you could give one piece of advice to marketers, whether that's on content or something else, then what would it be? I think it'd just be to put the story at the heart of what you're doing. So there's just so much power in telling a story about a place that it kind of sells itself. So just think beyond, if it's blog posts, think beyond 10 things to do in Ibiza or, I don't know, five things to pack. So And just kind of think more about experiences or use an agency like Sable and Saunter to do it for you, wink, wink think more about the stories that are going to sort of show why a place is different and sort of trigger that imagination that makes people think wow that sounds amazing nobody ever thought that sounds amazing from listening to 10 things about Spain that you don't already know it's it's not very inspirational so really sort of dig deep into a place and and tell a story that's unique yeah I really like that listicles have have been done so many times and it's hard to get out of the habit of sometimes it doing is. it but if you do then you, you can add a lot of value you can and I think people as people are sort of listicles are so um saturated at the minute and it's it's so difficult to create original content if you're just trying to come up with a new listicle and I do think especially in travel it's just such a good opportunity to get beyond that that it's just too good to waste yeah absolutely so we're going to finish on one final question, and that is, what is your favourite marketing task and why? Oh, I love the writing. So um, I would just write all day, every day. I love it. But I think even from like the long features to three word call to actions, there's just such an art in using words to make people feel something. And I always feel really fortunate that I can use mine to make people want to travel and see more of the world. I love when somebody says, oh, you've made me really want to go there. That just, that is like the ultimate for me. So yeah, that's my favourite part of it is is getting people to think, oh, I would have never thought about that, but now I just can't wait to go. I really like that answer. Thank you for being a great guest. No problem at all. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem at all. It was really good to focus on an industry for a change rather than looking at different platforms and channels and tips and, and other things like that it's just been a nice refreshing topic to talk about thank you for listening everyone i hope you enjoyed the episode 